You know, it's just about changing that mindset because then if we start to restrict ourselves of like, I can't eat this, I'm not having that. I mean, with food, this is a whole other podcast, but then, you know, you have that emotional, um, you know, relationship to food and food is very much, you know, an emotional relationship. Um, you know, how we, how we eat, you know, what just our whole culture, our whole, whole identity is centered around food. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's not restricting ourselves. We need to, I think, move away from that and just focus on, okay, what can I actually put in my body today? That's going to fuel it. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Olivia Snotty married into our family, and we're so lucky to have her. Recently, at a cousin's wedding, we got to talking, and she was telling me that for years she was chronically ill. Even though she saw a bunch of doctors, no one was able to help her. So she decided to take more of a naturopathic approach. She became much more aware of the importance of nutrition and she started eating healthier. She discovered meditation, breath work, kundalini yoga, and the practice of gratitude. She also understood that lack of stress and a good mindset play a huge role in one's health. During the episode, she shares about how all of these have drastically transformed her life and her health. Olivia Snotty, welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. I'm oh. super excited to be here too. Yes. Uh, this is going to be a fun conversation and I really think this is going to help uh, inspire people um, and just show people that, because there's a lot of people out in the world who you know um, are sick and who aren't feeling their best every single day. And, and I understand that that can really weigh people down and make every single thing difficult it makes, you know, finding happiness and joy difficult. 
Um, so we you know we obviously just want to help people find more peace and love and joy in their life every day. Uh, so this is a different conversation than I've had on the podcast so far. So just stoked to bring a new element, a new perspective uh, to everybody listening. Uh, so me and Olivia connected again uh, at my cousin's wedding uh, pretty recently. And uh, it was so awesome, Olivia. We were chatting. I f- it felt like an hour. I don't know how long it was, though. <laughs> But if, it definitely was. It was the after party. We somehow yeah. connected and we just, we couldn't stop. <laughs> yes, it was so good. And I was just so inspired by who you are um, and what you, how you've kind of like, how you've made adjustments and changes in your life so much for the better. Um, and I just, I, I just think that's so important to share stories like this, to let people know um, that, you know, there is potential and people can find happiness. They can find health. Um, you know, just because you were raised a certain way or, you know, ate the same sort of food for 20, 30 years of your life doesn't mean that you can't change certain things uh, and just feel better. Uh, so yeah, who doesn't want to feel good, right? Exactly. And honestly, even like I think about myself too, like before I was 30, I never, ever, ever concentrated on the food I ate. I just ate whatever I wanted to eat all the time and uh, didn't really feel great and just kind of accepted that as life and didn't really think much about it. Um, Never looked at what was in the ingredients, just literally was like, it's whatever, I can eat anything, it's cool. It doesn't, you know, it literally doesn't matter. And that was not true at all. Um, And as I've, you know, eaten healthier, I've just felt so much better and and just realized the potential that is there and how important it is with the food that we're putting into our bodies. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like such a duh moment, you know what I mean? But um, something I wasn't connected to for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think here, especially like in America, we are very disconnected from food Yeah, and like what food actually is too. Like food is not, you know, like something in the pantry that's like a pre-made, like you put in the microwave or, you know, like that's actually not food. Um, so I, I feel like our, our concept of what it is has just gone so far from what we humans, you know, were designed to, you know, how we were designed to function and how our bodies were, you know, we're supposed to eat and what it does for the body. And, you know, it's, it's not until you start to make those changes and actually realize like, let me start looking at what I'm, what I am eating. <laughs> like, am I eating food? You know, because what we are putting into our bodies is literally everything. That's Everything. why it's, it's nourishment. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sending chemical messages. It's bringing in bacteria. It's literally changing the entire structure of your body. And we have that tool available. So like, why not? Yes. It may take a little work. Like you said before, you know, it could be changing a complete lifestyle or how we were raised you know, but once we start implementing like those new habits and having that shift, it's, it's so eye opening. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about like when you start to shift and you, and create these new habits, they just become who you are now. You know what I mean? Uh, and I just, again, I just go back to, um, I mean, my own experience and being like, what, I'm not, I'm never going to look to see what's in every single thing. Like that sounds insane. Like it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I feel good now. And once I just made these slow little shifts over to just like being more conscious and, and focusing more on my health and, and what I was actually consuming. And now just like is who I am. And it didn't happen like overnight, uh, yeah. you know, it, right. And it takes some time, but it is just like so worth it. And when it just becomes your habit and routine, you don't even have to think twice about it anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And your body will actually shift. I mean, you know, we have, if we want to get really, you know, biological here, you know, our, our cells in our, in our stomach lining actually can turn over every five to eight days. So even if you start eating something today, you know, you can make some sort of a shift in five to eight days, your, your, your cells in, in your gut can already be turning over and kind of changing its whole thought process. I used to be somebody, my, my husband used to call me the, the cookie monster because yeah. I loved Milano's and tea. <laughs> like my four o'clock snack. Uh. And now I don't really eat, consume any sugar at all. Like I eat maybe some fruit here and there. I don't even crave sugar anymore. And I used to be, again, Mm. the cookie monster. So it's really all about changing your habits, but then you are actually changing the biological structure of your, of your system too. So, you know, if you stick with it long enough, you're going to slowly just wean yourself off of, you know, those processed foods that we all crave and the sugar and yeah, that's amazing. It's wild when you take them out of your, um, you know, out of the things that you daily eat and you consume. As you just remove them, you literally do you lose the craving. It like doesn't exist anymore. It's so cool. It's like something that like you look forward to and you really want. You just break that habit for just even a few days, and you feel yourself just lose that desire and craving for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I always tell you know people, my clients, you know, add in other things, right? So don't have this mentality of like, oh my gosh, like I had to start taking this out. I I can't eat that. I can't like, I think we're so obsessed with this world of gluten-free and dairy-free and vegan. I'm like, oh, I can't eat that. I'm pulling that out. No, it's like, just shift that mindset and be like, no, I'm going to add in this. Like for breakfast, maybe instead of having like that bagel or that that pre-made muffin, it's like, no, I'm actually going to add in like some veggies or I'm going to have like a broth or, you know, it's just about changing that mindset because then if we start to restrict ourselves of like, mm. I can't eat this, I'm not having that. I mean, with food, this is a whole other podcast, but then, you know, you have that emotional, um, you know, relationship to food and food is very much, you know, an emotional relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, how we, how we eat, you know, what, just our whole culture, our whole identity is centered around food, right? So, um, you know, it's it's just, it's it's not restricting ourselves. We need to, I think, move away from that and just focus on, okay, what can I actually put in my body today that's going to fuel it? Yes. Wow, that's a, a different, yeah, I never thought about it that way. I've always been like, okay, get rid of the muffin and have some <laughs> greens or have an egg or something like that. But um I think that's a really important strategy just to even start to create that shift. Mm-hmm. Because if we're used to the muffins every single day and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. someone's like, yo, you got to eat some eggs and some greens, some you know, collard greens or some chard or something like that. You're like, whoa, that just seems like too much too quick. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't overwhelm. Can't, that's the other yeah, thing, yeah. Like baby steps with food, right? Yeah, if yeah. you go cold turkey, you know, some people need to do it. Um, you know, interestingly enough, last year I did this whole like gut rebuilding program and I worked with a digestive wellness expert and we essentially did like a four month, like whole rebuild of my system. And I mean, I was very restricted, very, um, and it was, it was hard, I have to say. So, 
you know, we, we also were so uniquely, you know, made up all of us that certain foods that work for you are not going to work for me. Right. Right. Vice versa. So that's the other thing that I encourage people to do is actually like befriend yourself, like listen to the cues that you're getting because your body will tell you whether or not it likes something or not. And I think that's the other thing, like we're so far removed from like the concept of food, but we're also so far removed from like what our bodies tell us, right? Like we're so trained to, you know, if we have a headache, oh, where's the Advil? Or, oh my gosh, I'm having this pain. Like, let me call the doctor. It's like, no, actually, yes. Okay. All of those things, right. Are fine. However, we need to start taking responsibility of like our bodies and really sitting with it and realizing, okay, this likes it. This doesn't, you know, just really listen to yourself and you'll figure out a way to eat for your, for your body. Yeah. Wow. And I think it's good too, just to like enjoy the process. If you switch over cold turkey real quick and hate the food you're eating, it's just way less likely that we're going to stick to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we can make, do like a gradual shift over and get used to these other sorts of foods, I think that can help build that for ourselves and, and just create a stronger base so that we can stay on that path uh, for longer. Right. Yeah. And exactly what you said too, like find what you like, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. like it's, if, if you hate, you know, broccoli or, or this, like find something actually that you like, right? Experiment. And like, I mean, with food, it's, it's so amazing because, you know, I mean, I've even heard people say this, oh, I hate tomatoes in my salad, but I love tomato sauce, like on my pasta. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like find a way, like maybe you don't like spinach raw in a salad, but maybe you're going to love it sauteed with olive oil or ghee and garlic, like just play around with it, you know? And it's, yeah, have fun. I, I love, I love that concept. Enjoy, enjoy the journey. Yes. Uh, And I definitely want to talk just more about you and your personal experiences, right? And how you got here, because I think your story was so inspiring and really cool because if you didn't feel, you know, chronically ill in the past, you may not have ever gotten to where you are right now and what you're doing and helping people and, you know, shifting your diet. Uh, So if you can just give everybody just, I guess, uh, a little bit of a backstory of what kind of got you here and, and how you felt in the past that really started to create this change in you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so let's see. Where where do we start? <laughs> um, I would say, you know, this this kind of started for me now that I look back on it, right? Um, because again, when you're when you're living in it, you don't really understand what's going on. And right. you know, especially when you're young. Um you know, I was in high school and I started getting like these panic attacks completely out of nowhere, um, which was so unlike me. I was like the straight A student, president of the class, did every club. I went to a small girls high school. Um, you know, it was it was a great community. I absolutely loved every second of it. Um, and I started having these panic attacks and it was like very, very weird. Right. And um, I get to college. I have a few more. Um, and I guess towards like the latter half of college, I started just really not feeling right. Like my gut was off all the time. I remember talking to my roommate about, cause she was gluten-free, her mom was gluten-free. I was so intrigued in the whole thing, but, um, you know, I kept living my lifestyle, right? Like many of us do. We're very overcommitted people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly running, 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 running. And I kind of just dealt with it. 
right? Okay. You know, I was eating out all the time and I was always a healthy eater. I grew up healthy. My mom's a personal trainer. Um, I grew up eating healthy, but I don't think healthy enough. Right. And it's just, again, due to, I think the nature of the American diet, um, and the processed foods, even if they're minimally processed, like I was never allowed sodas or anything like that, but, you know, still had the the cereals and, you know, the lunch meats and, and all those things. And, um, so I now graduated college and, I'll never forget it. I had gone abroad with my then boyfriend, now husband, to France. And we were doing a three-week trip after graduation. And I was in Paris. And, like, I had this crazy thing happen to me where basically I, like, couldn't move my tongue. Um, It was bizarre. My mouth was, like, loaded with all these things. And I was like, okay, this is is weird. Um, And that was really, like when I got home from that trip, I was like, okay, I have to start like making some changes here. I got to start figuring out like what's going on in my body. So that then pretty much escalated to three to four years of like living and bumping around from doctor to doctor. Um, I had a primary, she then sent me to all these specialists, right? Which can be very drowning for so many people um, because you end up kind of just going down this rabbit hole of, oh, I'm going to go see the GI, then I'm going to do this doctor, then I'm going to do this. And um, they weren't finding anything. And I was like, this, this, this just can't be like, there's something is up and everyone kept saying, oh, you're just stressed out. You're just stressed out. Now I was coming up to my wedding. I was feeling even worse. Oh, it's just stress. You're, you're getting married. You're finding a place to live. And they did eventually find that I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. Uh, And that can totally, you know, the thyroid regulates, you know, the hormones in the body. And um, so that was a big sign to me. That was like something that I was like looking for. I was like, okay, I have that. Now let me kind of work work off of that. Um, So I then kind of transitioned out of, you know, these Western doctors and started kind of um, going down more of like the holistic route. So I... I went to see an Ayurvedic practitioner. I worked with her for a bit. And then I ended up going to a functional medicine clinic. And um, I am a big advocate of functional medicine, integrative medicine, because they actually look at the whole body. Um, It's not all these different systems. It's actually one. And that's a big thing in Ayurveda as well. Um, Just because you have a headache doesn't mean you have, you know, something wrong with your head or your brain. Um, So in any case, I did get a few more answers from them based off of blood work. And basically my system was completely depleted. I was not absorbing any nutrients whatsoever. I had parasites. Um, what else? I, my cortisol levels were terrible. I had all this adrenal, these adrenal issues. Um, so in any case, finally, um, last year, So this was about seven or eight years where I was just bouncing around from doctor to doctor. And I still, this is why I encourage so many people just continue to listen to your body. If something is not right, it's not right. And it may not just be because we're stressed out. Um, There could actually be something going on. And, you know, we can't take whether it's, you know, a Western or Eastern practitioner. I don't, it doesn't matter. You know, we always have to, you know, really get to the root cause, 
right? So last year I was still feeling pretty, pretty yucky and, um, you know, just couldn't get into, couldn't get into a groove. And I ended up working with a digestive wellness expert um, last year. I did his six month program, um, Russell Mariani. And um, that was great. You know, we, we essentially did like this big colon cleanse. We, we rebuilt my, my gut microbiome. Um, it helped a lot. I wouldn't say it was the end all be all um, to this day. You know, I still have to really kind of pay attention to, to what I'm doing. However, throughout this whole journey, I have realized so many things um, that yes, I had to go through that to get to where I am today. Um, I used to be a retail manager. I worked for Ted Baker and um, loved my retail life. But last year, I actually ended up enrolling at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became an integrative nutrition health coach. And, um, you know, I just want to help people like in these journeys because all of them are so unique and people really need, they need support when they're going through this. And as a health coach, that's what we do. Like we're, I'm not you know, I'm not prescribing anything. I'm not really coming up even with any protocols. Like I'm just there to support this process and support that individual because it is so draining. It's so emotional. Um, and it's hard because, you know, sometimes you don't always have support either. You know, you can feel very alone um, in this. So it's really, it's really critical to find, to find a group, um, you know, a friend, um, an accountability coach, a health mm. coach, just somebody to kind of help you in this journey. But so throughout all that, my food, <laughs> my whole food journey really morphed. I've tried everything from vegan to paleo to gluten-free to dairy-free, the whole bit. What I have learned is eat whole foods. Yeah. Put in your body what is good for your body. Um, I have also learned that it's actually not just all about the food. <laughs> it is truly so much more than that. Um, I never used to be able to meditate. I was never into meditation, yoga, anything like that. Um, again, kind of like what I said before, I was, I was one of those like crazy people that did everything. And that's probably what, you know, led to a lot of my, um, my challenges. But, um, two years ago, I discovered Kundalini yoga, absolutely fell in love with the practice um, found it really, really deep and um, allowed for me to really release a lot of trapped emotions because um, that's also something that I've realized in the journey that we take in so much. Mm. And if we are not releasing it right through through movement, through breath work, through meditation, um, stretching, it will literally get trapped in, in the body and it, and it reveals itself in different ways, right? Different symptoms. Um, so yes, not just about the food, so much more. Um, and I encourage people to just, just start somewhere, right? I was never somebody who could even read <laughs> for, for five minutes, you know, a book because I'd be wanting to do something else, but start slow and make the commitment to yourself that you are healing yourself. And I truly do believe that we can heal the, the body. I always told myself I would no, never go on medication. I did go on thyroid medication for about 10 days and then went off of it because I was like, I'm not doing this. Wow. Um, we can change our structures through food, through lifestyle, um, and through, through our environments. It's, it's, 
it's so comprehensive, um, but we have to start somewhere. And um, I'm really blessed for what everything taught me too, because if I didn't have all those crazy, weird experiences and years of it, I wouldn't be able to really talk about it, you know, yeah. or, you know, connect to people who are possibly going through the same thing, you know, and if we can, if I can find people to connect with that maybe are like, just, this is just starting to happen too. It's like, okay, let me help you before you have what, you know, happened to me where it was like, you know, eight, 10 years almost since I really started focusing on it. So, yeah. and here we are today. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing all that. That was, uh, that was amazing. Do you, so do you feel like the biggest things that have created the most change for you are a change in diet um, you know, yoga, breath work, uh, those sort of movements that will release that stuck energy that's within us. Uh, and then just kind of like overall mindset or those, would you say are like the biggest things for you? Yeah, I would say that the biggest, yeah, I would say the two biggest things, um, are really fine, really finding that practice, right. That works for you. I connected with Kundalini, um, I really needed something that was like very, I mean, Kundalini is really based around mantra and, um, singing and, and chanting and really deep, mm. deep breathing, deep belly breathing. And I needed something really kind of strong like that. It maybe is too strong for other people, you know, so I would say find, you know, what suits you and what makes you feel good, but really that, that meditation aspect of this was really what I needed because I did not realize how much I was carrying, you know, things from my childhood, which let's mm. face it, we all go through things as kids um, and the relationships that we've built along the way. So I did not realize like how, how much my anxiety and what I was living with inside was slowly killing me. I think that was the biggest thing. And I always say that's what we need to address first. And then, because you can eat healthy all you want. You really can. But if you have those, those things that are still trapped in there, you still have those, those habits. You know, like, for example, you could eat all the veggies in the world. But if you're not sitting down with, you know, family or a friend or you know, chewing your food properly and being in a relaxed state. Mm. I don't, it doesn't matter what you eat. You're, you're not going to feel well, right. you know? So I think it's that shift in environment too. That's huge. Um, and really finding that space that works for you and just you utilizing like free, free hacks, right? I'm all about like biohacking and getting outside and grounding your feet in nature and exposing your eyes to natural sunlight first thing, you know, kind of like we've gotten so far from the idea of what food actually is. We've also gotten away from like our circadian rhythm and our natural, how our bodies are supposed to operate. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all, I, it's all those things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say it's, it's, yes, it's the food, but it's really about finding like this, it's a state, right? That like you want to be in and yeah. what, how you can optimize your health, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we're in a state of like peace and calmness and not stress, our body literally changes as opposed to when we are in those moments of just immense stress. Like when where people are chronically stressed out, that is literally physically and chemically changing your body. Right. And 100%. so much for the worse. 
And there's uh, there's this really amazing documentary called Heal. Oh, uh, love Heal. Oh my, I recommend that. It's so good. So good. That's how I got introduced to Dr. Joe Dispenza was through there. Okay. That's when like, I first found out about him. And there's a oh. woman, so good. And there's a woman who's, who's uh, in the documentary and she eats super healthy, uh, raw, organic, um, nothing processed. And uh, she develops cancer. And it's like kind of like, what is going on? I eat healthy all the time. Like, how is this even possible? I forget what kind of cancer she had, but it's like, how is this even possible? And then they started to realize, he started to think back, and they talk about this in the documentary. Um, you know, right before she got cancer, she was in a really just um, abusive marriage, uh, and then they got divorced. And then her mother uh, passed away unexpectedly. So it was just immense stress that was taking over her body and literally physically changed the makeup of her body um, and manifested cancer within her. And um, the documentary is just so beautiful, right? Because it talks about so many of the things that you just talked about, mm-hmm. that it is our, you know, our health and what we're eating, what we're putting into our body. But it's really so, so much our mindset and our state of being. Because when we're in an aligned state of being, everything, the energy flows through us uh, in more of a rhythm uh, and everything vibrates in the way that it's supposed to. And, uh, you know, honestly, before watching that documentary, I never thought about, I didn't even know that that really existed. And that Mm -hmm. just really, really opened my mind. And it's the whole idea that when we put the right things into our body and when we are in the right state of mind, that our bodies are magical, literally, and they can heal themselves. Like we can heal ourselves. And I I love too, in your example, that like, you never really took medication for 10 days, but it's like, you know, to have not really done that and at all taken medication and gotten to where you've gotten to on your own and through things that are natural, uh, I think is just such a beautiful example of really what's possible and a really good example to show people that we're not like victim to our medication, like, yes, in some situations, of course, medication is helpful. I'm not like disavowing all of medication at all, but there's just this whole other realm where it's opening people's minds to not have to solely rely on taking medication every single day for the rest of your lives. It's just, we're just, our bodies are incredible. And so are we, we are infinite, powerful beings. And these bodies we have are insane. It's like what they literally heal themselves mm-hmm. given the right state and in the right condition. Like what? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's, uh, I don't know, something that is really important for more awareness to be brought to uh, and just moved a little bit further away from the idea that the only way that we can be healed is by taking pills every single day. Yeah. I mean, your body wants to function properly. Right. Like that's what it wants to do. Right. right. It doesn't want the disease. It doesn't, that's not how we were, how we were formed, you right. know? And I always think about like, and and that's kind of when I shifted a little bit with like the food. Cause I started to actually think like, okay, is this helping my body or is this not helping my body? Mm. You know, and even just having like that, quick thought of like, you know, like think of your, your gut, right? I mean, it's, it's the microbiome is in, I mean, now there's multiple microbiomes, right? We have one in our mouths, um, you know, women have them, um, in our guts and, uh, 
you know, if you think of that as like this, this fruitful like land, right. Of like these, these healthy bacteria and, you know, you think of it and it's like, oh, like, what would you, what, what would you want to give that today? You know, like, what would you, like, that's really like a gift, really, like mm-hmm. to your health. And when you start to see it like that, I just feel like it shifts so much because it's not just about like finding something quick and like shoveling it down your throat. And it's like, well, why, why did I just do that? You know, like what's, what's the point of that? Right. And I think if we really start to see it as nourishment, I'm big on that. Um, yeah. Like my carbs say where nourishment begins. Cause I'm all about where nourishment begins and it begins on the plate really. Yeah. Um, and obviously nourishment, I, I'm, I've always been fascinated by that and like what nourishes people. I think it's so like, it can be so, there's so many layers to that. Right. And so yeah. individualized, but um, if we really look at food as nourishment, then, you know, how can we really nourish the body and, you know, see what it's capable of? I mean, talking about the body just being so fascinating, fascinating. Like I always think about what, it, what we do at night. Right. And that's why sleep is so important. So important. People underestimate good quality sleep. If you do not sleep well, your whole day will be, and not even like, you're not even going to feel sluggish. Like sluggish is one thing, but you're going to have cravings. You're not going to feel satisfied with anything that you eat. Like it's, it's affecting everything. Right. But if you think about actually what your body is doing overnight and like how your liver is, you know, actually detoxing your system and your cells are rejuvenating and it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) That is super cool. It really is. (laughs) Oh, wow. And just, you know, to make these things, I'm thinking as we're sitting here talking, just to make things as tangible as possible. Yeah. What is, like, what are one of the reasons or how are you able to stay so consistent with your diet? Is it because of the nourishment and you know what it's doing for your body or... Because I think one of the biggest issues uh, for people, um, I mean, including myself in the beginning too, is staying consistent with it. You know what I mean? First off, making the change is... It's a whole life change. So like that in itself is difficult to do. But then even once you do that, the next kind of hurdle comes of, okay, now how do I stay in doing this consistently? So how do you feel like you're able to, to do that? Yes. So let's face it. I'm not perfect, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I have my slip ups for sure. You know, um, I never go off the bandwagon too far though. Like it's, it's funny, right? my sisters, you know, they'll joke with me. Cause they're like, Oh, like, like your cheat meal is like, you know, rice crackers and like all the butter. Okay. <laughs> so like, yes. But to me, like, that's still not, I'm not like feeling my body with rice crackers, you know, right, or right. rice cakes, like even yeah. though they're brown rice and sea salt, like to me, they're still processed. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm far, I'm far from it. Um, and it's interesting because I have, seen throughout this process too, like it really is a journey. Like this is, I feel like once I uncover uncover something, then it like leads to something else that I'm like, oh, well now this is coming up. Like I was just talking to um, a fellow IIN grad on, on Instagram about like our relationship with food and emotional eating. And, you know, that's something that I've also always struggled with. I've always like turned to food um, in emotional times. So that is something I'm currently working on, you know, um, and not turning to food. Like what can I replace that with? But in terms of being consistent, I would say, you know, we all, once you start to feel good, Mm. right in your body, 
That's what you need to channel because, and I really was only ever able to access that like through meditation, right. And through breath work. Cause I'd be sitting there and be like, wow, this feels great. Like, this is how I want to feel. And then you have those times where you feel like absolute crap, right? So, and it's very hard because the mind, the ego, very powerful, yeah. right? They will quickly scoop in and, and totally destroy you, right? Because there's days where like, I know certain things are not going to make me feel great, but I do it anyway. And then I feel like crap. And I'm like, why did I just sabotage myself, right? But I think it's asking those questions of ourselves, right? It's it's being very connected to ourselves of like, okay, like don't blame yourself first off because then again, that's going to go down the hole. Mm-hmm. But just question yourself gently and just be like, okay, well, what what was the decision for that? Like, why did I decide to do that? But like next time, like I'm going to do this. And I think it's just really about like speaking to yourself in like a gentle way and just when you feel good like what got you to that point and do those things yeah. right so I recently moved into a house three weeks ago I've been dealing with a very big life change I never knew moving was um this taxing on the body and and the mind and everything and for a few weeks I did not do any meditation but slowly I'm starting to get back into my routine and I'm already noticing the difference. So Mm. that's the thing. Like we have to be so in tune to like what, how we feel good. Right. Is it getting out in the sun? Like for me, it's, it's being outside too. Like I'm big on getting outside. I have to go for my walks. I have to do those things. So just making it a priority for ourselves, you know, and maybe it's, you know, getting to work five minutes later than you would or 10 minutes later, or maybe it's, you know, leaving 10 minutes earlier at the end of the day, or, you know, just doing more things for yourself because at the end of the day, like if you're not feeling good, you're not going to be able to serve those around you either. That's something else that I've learned. Yep. Absolutely. My whole journey is like, I always, I kind of felt like I was like burdening those around me. And um, I was just like, I want to be healthy, like for my family, you know? So, um, but I would say, you know, what's helped me be consistent is just finding those things that work for me. And, you know, I would encourage everyone to ask yourself, like, what makes you feel good and just be consistent with that. And if you fall off of it, it's okay. Yeah. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like if you want to go out with friends and have a glass or two of wine, like don't regret it after either. Like that is something like enjoy it fully. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. It's like literally everything in moderation, including moderation. And it's okay to have, to experience something. Like sometimes, literally, I live in St. Petersburg. There is a ridiculously good ice cream sandwich shop that is like across the street from where my brother lives. And sometimes I want to experience a really delicious ice cream sandwich. And I don't do it every single day, but sometimes it calls and I and I choose to do that. And I don't beat myself up for it because it's in moderation. You know, if I was doing it every single day, I'd have to take a step back and be like, okay, this isn't healthy for me. Like, you know, I need to make some sort of a change here. But and my, honestly, and Tom, my brother helped me with that a lot too. It's like, yo, sometimes it's okay just to want to experience something else. Mm-hmm. Like we're in these bodies to experience. And uh, again, don't let those things take over, um, but it, it's okay to do that. And I think it's just so important too, when we fall off a little bit, 
to really not beat ourselves up. That is like, it's crucial. And instead of being mad at ourselves or thinking we're worthless or like we're pieces of shit because we fell off, like think about what that does to your mentality and like your whole life when we think about it that way. So I just implore people to, instead of thinking about it that way, find gratitude in those situations and be like, okay, by me, by me falling off, this is really showing me who I want to be. Like this experience is actually making it deeper within me to want to live a healthy life or to want to do this thing, right? And sometimes we literally need that experience to show us what we don't want to be so that we know who we truly are and who we truly want to be. So if we can just like find thanks in those moments, be like, okay, you know, I didn't meditate for two weeks. That's really showed me how important my meditation practice actually is. And that's really shown me how helpful that can be to me. And sometimes we need the opposite to really feel how we truly feel about a situation. And that's happened to me in my past too, where I've fallen off on things and it just helped me realize how much I want to do those things, mm. right? And honestly, even when we're doing them every single day, they kind of then can become mundane a little bit and just kind of like not a big deal. And we you know, mm-hmm. think it's just kind of average and it's not really helping us anymore. But when we quote unquote fall off, we realize how much those things actually did help us and it just drives the desire to want to do them more. So I just think that's just, and just self-love, man. Just like, you know, not, yeah. you know, as I say this out loud, I'm saying this to myself right now. It's like, okay, don't beat yourself up when you do certain things. Like literally find gratitude in those moments and just self-love, self-compassion and self-care for ourselves mm-hmm. just can literally change our entire lives drastically to be one that is just filled with so much more joy and happiness. Yeah. I remember like when you were saying about, when you're talking about the Heal documentary and I remember um, I think it was Dr. Joe Dispenza had said at one point, um, you know, it, it really is about the way that you talk to yourself. Like you can actually, you know, and the body being able to heal. Like how about that story of, of the guy, I think he was the cyclist who completely, like every single part of his body was destroyed. He got hit by like a semi on when he was cycling and that's the evil. And, and then like after like a Two months he was like walking. I mean, yeah, that's the Spenza. Like, wild. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the story. That was insane. Like, that led him. Yeah. That guy every day, like, would yes. talk to himself and tell himself that he was healing. Like, he would actually visualize. And I've done that too, like, with symptoms that I have in, in my body. Like, if I one day have, you know, whatever, like a stomach pain or this, like, I'll actually breathe into it. Like breathe, take it all in and actually like work that area. Um, I'm really fascinated about like the way that even like Reiki healing and, you know, just focusing energy and, and attention to parts of our body and, you know, seeing what it, how it can change, you know, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible, but it really truly is the way that you talk to yourself because as soon as those wheels get turning, right? The ego comes in and is like putting you down and why haven't you done this? And I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, that can be very devastating. Very. Totally. And I think it's really important to understand too. It's like those thoughts, they aren't us. They aren't you. Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. ego trying to protect us. Yes. It's not us. And like when we can remove ourselves from those thoughts and instead of being them, witnessing them, that can really change everything too. Because it's like 
okay, this thought of, okay, you're a piece of shit, man. You like, you can, this thing you keep trying to do, you never can do it. You're never going to be able to, you know what I mean? Like to take a step back from that and realize that's actually not me. It's like the ego on autopilot, literally trying to protect me and save me and keep me alive and realizing that is not me and observing those thoughts instead of being them. Um, it's just, it's such a, it's really such a game changer. And like, I didn't know that existed. I I thought they were my thoughts. And when I first heard that yeah. they were right? When I first heard they weren't, I'm like, what are you talking about? They're not my they're not my thoughts. <laughs> then when you can really tap into it, you're like, that wasn't me. It's literally just yeah. like this this like shot of just like in your mind, this just chatter and thought, but it's not you consciously thinking it. It is just mm-hmm. being projected literally onto you. Mm-hmm. And when you can see it that way, too, that helped me um kind of look at it as I would think about it as my mind was getting hijacked. Mm-hmm. in a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't be doing the hijacking. It's something mm-hmm. else. You know what I mean? So that helped create that uh, separation in space, at least for me. Yeah. Um, know those things. And if we really think about that, imagine just everybody, every single day, if you're like, I suck, I can't do this. Oh, I just keep failing uh, every single day. Or in moments or more often, you can be like, it's okay. I have love for myself. I can still do this. I can achieve this. My past actions don't dictate who I am right now. I can literally be whoever I want to be in this moment. I am powerful. I am love. Multiply those sorts of interactions with yourself millions of times over your lifetime and just really feel how different your life will be. And that's really, I feel like, the importance of us talking to ourselves and our own support of self-talk and self-love. It's crucial. Yeah, and that's really so applicable to, to the healing journey. Yeah. Right. I mean, for so long, I like would always say like, oh, I feel like this or I'm like feeling really sick or and obviously there's days where I still say that, but like in a different way now, Yeah, you know, like I try to really shift that and be like, OK, I'm no longer sick. I'm actually I'm on a healing journey. Yes. Right. I am feeling good in this body. But again, going back to like the power of meditation it wasn't really until like I, I reached that point. Right. And we all know that like when we get into a meditative state that is super quiet and you're, you know, with your third eye and you're there and it really, for me, it wasn't until I did Kundalini that I actually experienced this moment where there were no thoughts. Mm. Like I didn't have those, you know, passing. I, the stillness was incredible. And that's when I was like, okay, that made me realize these things that are coming up, like that isn't me, right? That is just the ego coming in. But for so many of us who are on autopilot and running ourselves into the ground and not taking any time to just sit and be with ourselves, we'll never be able to tap into that, you know? And that is so crucial to realize like, okay, that's actually me. Like there I am, Mm -hmm. you know, like I found myself Mm -hmm. and you know, until we get to that point, I, I think it can just be so hard. But um, yeah, really the, the self-love um, and the positivity and the gratitude. You know, I had my digestive um, wellness expert, you know, who I worked with last year, um, Russell Mariani, he always used to say to me like, you know, because every week it would be like a different symptom coming up or a different something. And he'd always be like, all right, well, there's a reason for this. Like, this is just another thing that's now coming up, you know, for you to be able to learn about and to realize like how to fix the body and how you're going to bring that to somebody else. And, Mm -hmm. um, so the power of positivity, oh my gosh, I mean, 
can just change your entire, but we do, it, it's a, that's a habit. Yeah. I mean that, and we know those people, right. And this is another thing. You can't be with the people that are the Debbie Downers because I mean, I lived with this girl in college, my senior year, that literally was negative all the time. Every single thing that came out of this girl's mouth was a negative thing. And after a few months of living with her, I was like, oh my God, I, I think I'm complaining about everything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So the people that you surround yourself by, yep. if you want to get healthy, hang out with people who want to be healthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you want to get into meditation, if you want to, you know, uh, love yourself more and, you know, do things outside, wh- whatever, whatever it is that you want to work on, find those people, mm-hmm. right? And hang out with them and be in that environment. If you want to, you know, learn how to farm, get out in the country, spend time with these people, um, it's really all about being surrounded by that because it can be very hard when you're by yourself too. And I know a lot of people with COVID and the pandemic, you know, we were so isolated and now everyone's starting to like emerge and like get out, but like take this opportunity, right. To like find new things, right. So many people are making changes. Like there's no better time than now to just like make a change. Yes. So good. <laughs> The power uh, of now, also one of our other favorites that we've talked about. <laughs> oh, it's amazing! One of the best books ever. Just unreal. Um, and I, I, you know, really one of the reasons why I was really excited to have you on is I want to just ask you too a little bit more about your state of mind, your state of being, your energy, your happiness, your joy you know, when you were ill, a lot of the times mm-hmm. compared to how you are now, because, and the reason why I'm asking this, because I feel like in order for us to help shift the consciousness of the planet to a place of more love and more kindness, it starts with each and every one of us. And it starts with us feeling good, right? I feel like if we're chronically ill uh, or we're just in a negative mindset all the time, it is very hard to be kind and to show love to the outside world. And again, it really, it starts with us. Like the shift is with us. So one of my goals is just helping people get to a place of more balance uh, and get to a place of just more positivity and more happiness and joy. Because when we're in those states that's when I feel like love can really come from us. Cause I know myself, literally one of the main reasons why I stopped drinking alcohol was because, and I needed these experiences of drinking alcohol to show me this. And I'm so grateful for them. But the next day after drinking or the next two days after drinking, I was not feeling good. I was just down. I was literally like a little bit depressed and that showed me And I realized that I wasn't my best self in those moments. Like when I went to the store, I didn't really want to see anybody. I didn't really even want to hold the door for somebody. I didn't really feel like being kind to anybody. And then I realized on the days that I didn't drink and that I ate healthy and I felt really good, my energy was up and I had more love for myself and other people. And I did want to hold the door for somebody. And I did want to literally give the last ripe avocado to somebody in the store who like needed it that night because they were making Mexican food and having a Mexican dinner than me. You know what I mean? But it was like me feeling good that I created more love literally emanating from my being and, and my body. And um, really, and that, again, that's why I think your story is so important um, 
because it's just such a good example of uh, of how we of the ability that we have in order to feel good. And again, I just feel like feeling good starts everything in helping create more love uh, in this world. Like again, we have to feel good. If we feel like shit and we feel sick, or again, we feel negative, it is just that much more difficult to be loving to ourselves and then to the people around us as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just, I love, yeah, I love everything that you just said. And I feel like I can just connect to that in, in so many ways, you know, because for so many years, every day, I did not feel well, right? Yeah. And I just felt like I wasn't really, like I really just felt like I was going through the motions, you know, and I think a lot of us will feel that way, right? But it is about really feeling great to live in this body and to be here on this earth and mm. actually, you know, make something of it, right? And we we know like those those days that you don't feel well, I mean, you're not going to be, you know, you're going to be bringing negativity into your job, yeah. um, to your family, to your friends. Um, you know, and it was interesting what you said about, you know, alcohol before, cause I don't really drink either. Um, it's very, I'm not cold Turkey, but you know, it's, it's not often really that I drink, um, just because of like some alcoholism in the family, but, um, it's in Ayurveda, they, you know, every body, you know, the body part, right? It, it expresses itself in, in different emotions. And the liver, for example, when the liver gets overheated, anger is actually what is expressed. So I always found that very interesting with, you know, drinking and the relationship with alcohol and, you know, all of that, because anytime we are taxing our livers, right, which can happen through alcohol, it can happen through food, um, just having a sluggish liver, you know, you actually will be angrier. Like, so that right there is showing that what you put into your body actually will have an impact on your whole persona, right? Mm -hmm. Even acne, for example, right? Acne is all what's coming out from inside. It's the inside out. So, you know, literally when I started focusing more on eating live living foods that were going to make me feel great, I really did. I, I saw a change in, in my personality, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I know like my husband has said this, you know, multiple times of like, it's like, I'm not seeing you kind of like mope around anymore, you know, like you can actually like hang or, you know, you can actually relax. Like that was another thing I can never relax. So, you know, those, those changes, you know, they, they really will make you just be a happier person and just be a better, you know, steward to, mm -hmm. to the world. And the other thing I think too, is like, when you get to know yourself deeper on a deeper level, you become more open. And just by being more open, just, you know, opens the doors, right? You kind of said something about like medication before and just people knowing that like, you're not stuck to this, you know, you, you could get off of that, you know, but it's, it's having that mindset of like seeing something different. Right. And I think here, like we're, we're so trained to eat a certain way and take medication and this and that, but it's not until you actually like open up your view and realize, okay, like, no, there, there are other things out there, you know? So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad overall you just feel better. Like that brings happiness into my being right now that you just overall feel better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, feel better. And also like, you know, just know again, like knowing what works right for your body and having those tools, Yeah. you know, like I never knew the tools and this is something that I actually like meditate on often. I, I, I love insight timer. I don't know if you utilize it ever, but that's what I do all my daily meditations on because they have, um, everything is, is by, um, uh, timed insight timer. Um, so they have, you know, uh, pre-made meditations, basically, um, you can set it for any kind of time that you want and they have everything too, from guided meditations to sound baths to, um, just nature sounds. So I'll usually do like a morning or a gratitude, uh, meditation, guided meditation. And then I go into a sound bath because I love sound healing. I'm, I'm mm. big on that. So, um, you know, in, in, and again, I just totally forgot what I was going to say to you. It was something about gratitude and the shift. Oh gosh. The shift in mindset. It's a lot. Oh, you know, being, being grateful for, for the symptoms and for the tools. Um, but in my, in my morning, almost every morning meditation that I do at some point, I express gratitude for having the tools Mm. because that is huge. So many people, like if I had stayed on that path of just bouncing around from doctor to doctor, I I never would have learned these tools. You know, I never would have learned about, um, you know, proper hydration, how to actually hydrate the body. I never would have learned about, you know, optimizing sleep, right? And what to do around that and, um, you know, detoxing the body, you know, those those tools um, to really, to get back into a place. So yeah, I'm, I'm extremely grateful knowing that I still have a long journey ahead. I'm, I'm way better than what I was, but there is still, this is going to be, you know, the years in, in the making. And I cannot wait until I'm actually in a place really where every day I feel truly balanced because I'm still not there yet, but it, it really, it takes time. Like that's the other thing for people, you know, we're so used to immediate gratification, right. Through texting and, and emailing. Like we're, we're so plugged into like getting an answer and, you know, taking that drug that's going to just fix that immediately. Yep. And if you want to go this route, definitely can take a little more work but it's worth it in the end, you know, because you're actually, you know, you're really helping, you're helping the body naturally and you're doing the work. Yeah. So you also have to see it like that too. It's like, Oh my gosh, like be grateful and, um, you know, applaud yourself for actually taking the time to do this for yourself, for your family, for everyone around you in your circle. Definitely. It's like you're fixing the root of the problem instead of just slapping a Band-Aid on it. Yes. Fixing the root takes a little bit longer, but you're so right. It's like it feels great when you're actually achieving and doing these things and staying consistent. That brings a whole nother level of energy to you as well. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, uh, Yeah, so just the last question before we start to wrap things up. Uh, It's a question I ask everybody. Uh, So... My goal in life, Spread Love Movement, is I mentioned it a little bit, is just to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet, literally, to being in a place that is more open and loving and kind, genuine, vulnerable, uh, empathetic, more understanding of each other and accepting of each other, uh, and a consciousness that is just more one uh, and together. Um, So how do you feel like 
uh, in your everyday, uh, you are helping and contributing uh, to this shift in consciousness? Yeah, um, it starts with me, right? And it's making yeah. sure that I am in that place to yeah. do those things. And I know what I need to do to do that. So I have to make that commitment to myself which then I know will only impact so many people. If I don't make that commitment to myself though, no one's going to benefit from this. Like even talking, you know, to you right now, like it, it makes me, you know, realize even more like how, how crucial these conversations are. Right. And how people need connection. Right. So to me, it's about just trying to share this love, share this message connect with as many people as, as I possibly can, mm. um, to just feel, feel that connection, you know, really that's what, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's yes. not kind of, I don't want to do all these things for myself and just like stay trapped in this body of mind. Cause also that's not serving anyone either. So like, okay, you know what? I may stumble along the way, but at least for me, you know, someone's going to learn something, you know, and I'm slowly starting to see that. I mean, I just became, you know, a certified health coach last year, but even some people that I have shared things with already, they're like texting me, calling me, oh my gosh, Liv, like this is helping me. And so it's really about staying true to, to your commitment and also making it a, a priority. Like I'm big on priorities, realizing what is what what takes priority in our lives and, and just committing to yourself and therefore committing to those around you. Yes, beautiful. Oh, it does. It starts with us. It's like nothing outside of ourselves. It's like, it's really so true. Like, if you want to create the change that you want to see in the world, create it in yourself first. Because mm -hmm. relying on someone else to be kind and loving is not going to get it done. It is us being kind, it's us being love, mm -hmm. and it's us emulating that and uh, people seeing it. And like what you're doing too, it's like, I think helping people as well too, being there as an example, right? Because like Olivia, you could talk all this about health and, and coach and help people, but if you're not doing it, it kind of discredits mm -hmm. what you're teaching people and telling people to do, right? So the fact that you're actually living it and you're being the example, I really feel like that's huge because, again, it's within each and every one of us, but we can help people in a way. We can show people the light. We can try to guide people just like people are going to show us the light and guide us as well, right? But they can show us, but it's up to us to get there. So the fact that we can do it on our own and then we can be these little bits of light for other people and be the example to help people as well. Um, and just like kind of plant that seed uh, and just let people know, you know, there is another perspective. It can be done in a different way. Uh, and just opening people's minds to allowing them to get the information and the knowledge and the perspective to then create that change within themselves, I think is just really how we... Um, how we can shift the consciousness. And, you know, every time when I ask that question, it, it, it's, it's a big question. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, how are you helping shift the collective consciousness of the planet? It is a big question to ask people. Uh, but honestly, before I asked it, I never thought about it too much. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think it's just, and you know, it's an important question for us to, to focus on and bring our awareness to, um, because awareness is everything. And if we're not thinking about that, like how am I helping the betterment of this planet and this consciousness? We can just kind of not think about it. And it just kind of skates by and we, we don't actively put our energy into creating that sort of a shift. Yeah. Um, so your answer was beautiful. There's no wrong answer. And I, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think even more so, you know, 
just something else that just came to me was, you know, for all those that are going through, you know, this, this journey of healing, you know, you are not just healing yourself either. Mm, You know, and I think when we think of it like that too, Mm. it, it takes a little bit of pressure off too. Cause it's like, okay, I'm not just doing this for myself. Like I'm not like, you know, I'm not obsessed with myself. Like I'm not just doing this for myself. Like I'm actually doing this for other people. Right. And it makes it a little bit more, I think like a little bit more meaningful as well. Totally. It's like, you know what, let me change this or let me do this so I can be living that way. And we can all do this too. These yeah. things that me and you were talking about, these are not things that are far-fetched. These are not things that are costly. Um, these are all little daily changes that we can all be making, right? To better yep. ourselves first to then serve the better of others. Absolutely. It's like once I discovered more love uh, and the power behind that and how much I changed my life, all I wanted to do was share with other people and create Mm -hmm. more of it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing for you. Like once you found out how powerful everything you're doing can be and how much you can change your life, you just want to share it with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's so powerful. Yeah. And honestly, you even saying that too, it creates more purpose and meaning because, right, it's not like this selfish thing, me, 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 it's only for me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like when we do something that just brings like, and what you're doing too is bringing more love out of you. You, you know what I mean? Like you're just feeling better. You're emulating love more and more, the better you feel in the journey that you keep being on. Um, and I feel like mine as well too. You know what I mean? It just, love just keeps exuding Mm-hmm. outward and um, really when we take it just outside of ourselves and we're like wow we can connect more with other people and help other people that is just such a driving force and brings really so much more passion and purpose uh, to what we're doing in life yeah because when you yeah. when you also when you bring love into it it really just changes the dynamic right yeah. instead of seeing that person as like oh she's she or he is this way or that way and you know, you're ready. We're, we all do those things, right? Like, you know, we all judge people, yeah. everything. But if you just bring it from that, that perspective, that loving perspective, that openness, mm-hmm. I think that's really what it is too. Like for me, like it's really about being open-minded, about wanting to love that person, but learn from them and yeah. hear them out. And we all have amazing stories. I mean, let's face it, we all do, but it's actually like taking that time to, to hear them and to listen to them and to yeah. learn from them, you know, but if we're not doing that from a loving heart centered approach, you'll never see it like that. Exactly. So true. This has been an awesome conversation. I appreciate you so much being here. Uh, before we cut out, if you can just let people know where they can find you on Instagram, online, anything that you want to share. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm pretty active on my Instagram account, which is at heal with live. Um, I post a lot about my food, about my healing journey. You'll see me walking a lot of days. Um, but I mostly post on my Instagram, but I do also have a website healwithlive.com, um, where you can check out, you know, just a little bit more about my story and what I offer um, to people in terms of health coaching, meal prepping, um, learning about food, um, doing grocery trips together. So, but yeah, mostly Instagram at Heal With Live is uh, where you can find me. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. It's been awesome. 
Of course. Yeah. Thank you really for being here. Thank you for, again, just like sharing your journey, being vulnerable and open. Um, it really, I just, it's going to bring so much hope and inspiration because there are so many people out there who are sick a lot of the time or are just not feeling their best. And really it's stories like yours that even for me, it like lets me know how possible it is. You know what I mean? And the truth behind what we think about um, the practices we do with yoga and meditation, the food that we put into our bodies. It's just, it's so real. And literally our bodies are made up of what we put into it. And our energy levels, our vibration, everything is made up of the food we put into our bodies, literally the thoughts that we have. And uh, just to see the journey that you've been on and um, where you've gotten to is just incredible. And I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, everybody, we love you. Thank you for being here and we'll see you next time.